It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Philadelphia Eagles were 10-1 and and looked like they'd bucked the Super Bowl loser curse. But after losing six of seven, the latest to the Buccaneers in the playoffs to go one and done, they're now wondering, what the heck happened? The Buffalo Bills appear to have picked the right time to get hot, despite the cold temperatures. And the Cowboys should start over. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Philadelphia Eagles look like they'd be one of those rare teams to lose the Super Bowl and then somehow get better. Except the end of the season looked nothing like the beginning of the season when Philly started 10-1, and at least not in the win column. Six of the final seven games end in defeat, including in inglorious fashion, a 32-9 playoff loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers which leaves all sorts of questions about the future of what now looks like an aging team with questions potentially at the top. Louis DiBiase from Locked On Eagles joins me now. And Louis, that is going to be the big storyline with Nick Sirianni. We'll get to that in a second here. But what has gone so wrong for Philly that they could could start 10-1 and and end like this? I'm not sure I've ever seen anything like it. No, and Eagles fans have seen some very up-and-down seasons for this football team, they've seen some crazy turnarounds from winning a Super Bowl to a few years later, they're firing a head coach. Like they have seen roller coaster back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have seen the ups and downs turn quickly, but never like this in one calendar year, in one season alone, where they're ten and one. And sure, they had problems, but they still looked like a Super Bowl contender, beating good teams. Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate. To look like that and then suddenly so fast look like a bottom three team that had no business playing in the playoffs. And then when they get to the postseason, they get completely blown out by what I thought was an inferior roster. To me, might be not only the biggest collapse in franchise history, but it's the maybe one of the biggest collapses in NFL history in a single season. And yes, when you zoom out and you don't add context, how can you fire a head coach that's made the playoffs three years straight and made a Super Bowl? But when you zoom in, there are so many problems that built up to this final outcome. And I don't know if Sirianni genuinely is going to survive this heading into 2024. And we have to talk more about that because the question around a CEO head coach is how do you add value? We know Mike Tomlin, when the offense is struggling in Pittsburgh, he's in those meeting rooms. When the defense Mm -hmm. is struggling, he's in those meeting rooms. And Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator in Indianapolis for three seasons didn't call plays. So what kind of background? Where Where is he adding value to this team? And I think that raises major cultural questions. Like if your culture is supposed to be what you do and it looked like at the end, Lou, let's be honest, this team quit yeah. on Nick Stiriani at the end and in this game. And it it just makes you wonder where do you go from here? That was his bread and butter was the culture was the energy that he brought to the sidelines. And even if he wasn't a play caller, he was supposed to be a good game planner and a good distributor 
from his coaching staff, but I've never right. seen a team look so unprepared week after week after week. And then in the playoffs, it's so obvious what these teams are going to do to you. The blueprint has been laid out and you still have the same redundant answers that have not worked all year. And yeah, I just, I don't know what the, the most valuable thing Nick Sirianni has ever done in Philadelphia, honestly, was give up play calling duties to Shane Steichen. And that is very damning. And when, especially when you're not going to be a play caller, and you're going to be a distributor, you need to pick your coordinators right. And I don't even know if he did that with Brian Johnson, with Sean Desai, and then he fires him to hire Matt Patricia. Yeah, look, again, Sirianni, the culture was maybe something you could hold your hat on that this team wouldn't give up. But honestly, Peter, the last month and a half, it looks like they just have not wanted to play, and they've just been winding down hoping the season would end. And I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, and the general manager, Howie Roseman, have seen that up close and personal. So again, there are a lot of questions and no, I, you know, even though there wasn't a report that Sirianni would be fired if they lost, I wouldn't be surprised if he does not keep his job next year. There's also for, for a team that is young at some of the key spots, quarterback, um, this is a young, talented receiver group. They are old on defense and that offensive line starting to get up there in years as well. And so this is a team at a bit of a crossroads here what do they have to do this offseason? You know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, some names that we've seen in Philadelphia for a long time might not be there anymore. This secondary, Darius Slade comes, goes down with an injury. James Bradbury, who they paid, looks like a shell of his former self. How do they revamp this on the fly? Which, by the way, is a Howie Roseman specialty. It definitely is a Howie Roseman specialty. And he does have far more pieces comparing to 2020 when you won four games. They have a lot more pieces on offense like Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, some young pieces even on the offensive line like Cam Jurgens, Jordan yeah. Maialata, and Landon Dickerson. But, Peter, you nailed it on the defense. General manager Howie Roseman, he deserves a lot of blame for the mess that he's created in that unit. Personnel-wise, he tried to just put Band-Aids in scotch tape at linebacker and in the secondary. He has gone so heavy in the trenches that sometimes he's ignored those positions when it comes to young talent, especially early on in the draft. So what he has to do, not saying he should completely change his philosophy. Of course, winning in the trenches is what comes first, but he has to pay attention to linebacker this year. He has to bring in young corners and some more playmakers at safety, because if not, teams are going to expose you in the same way in 2024. So yes, I think most of the blame on the 2023 collapse for the Philadelphia Eagles is on the coaching staff, but Howie Roseman had his hand. He did not do well at replacing a lot of those stars on that side of the ball from that Super Bowl run in 2022. He's got his work cut out for him. Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Eagles on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Buffalo Bills finally got a chance to advance in the playoffs after weather, snow, postponed the game. Now, they're looking at a familiar foe in the divisional round. Before we get to that, the Dolphins want to go steady with Tua. The NFL playoffs in full swing, and now is the perfect time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, and more. There's also lots of weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunity to increase your payout. The Packers are riding high heading into the divisional round, but FanDuel, nah, not impressed. They have the Niners nine and a half point favorites 
over the pack this Saturday night. You can also combine bets for a bigger payout. Same game parlay is a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today here for you 24-7. Covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Dolphins general manager Chris Greer said the team wants to keep quarterback Tua Tungabailoa for the foreseeable future. Tua is entering the final year of his rookie deal in Miami. Apparently likes what they've seen. We've stayed in touch with his agent. Um, had good conversations throughout the year. Um, never talking about money or anything. Just good conversations about you know where he is and the relationship with Mike and the team here and everything he's done. And you know, so the goal is to have him here uh, long term, playing at a high level. So you know, that's always the goal, and um, we'll continue and we'll communicate with him through the off season here. And USC quarterback Caleb Williams will enter the 2024 NFL Draft. He announced via social media on Monday. The decision comes on the final day that underclassmen are allowed to declare. Williams' decision, of course, not a huge surprise. It is expected he will be the number one or number two overall picks in this year's NFL Draft. For much of the year, the debate surrounding Williams in scouting circles wasn't whether he'd be the number one pick, but rather whether he's a once-in-a-decade type prospect or a generational one. Chicago, you're on the clock. The Mavs survived the Pelicans. An insane game for the Mavericks. A game that we'll talk about Lively's impact. We'll talk about Maxi having an impact. Grant Williams, Jason Kidd sticking with Grant Williams when no one else believed in Grant Williams, maybe <laughs> not even his mother. And then we'll talk about Josh Green's impact. So many guys have big impact. But this Mavs team <laughs> lost to the Pelicans team with four essentially starters out for them yesterday. They're their three best players and Trey Murphy. They lost them yesterday. We called it an inexcusable uh, the other day. We called it an inexcusable loss. I'm trying to explain how the Mavericks lose a game like that. Trying to make sense of it. Couldn't really. Put the blame on Jason Kidd. And then they come back in this game. Mavs still don't have Luka. They don't have Derek Jones Jr. They don't have Exum. Essentially, Luka and two starters for the Mavericks. And then the Pelicans get all their guys back. <laughs> they, they're yeah. basically fully healthy. And then they, and then they lose. And on the ice, the Sabres shut out the Sharks. Sabres three, Sharks nothing. What the Sabres did in this game was they outplayed a bad team, which, you know, they should do. They outshot San Jose 35-28 to in this game. Uh, if you look at the shot attempts at five on five in this game, 56 for Buffalo, 52 for San Jose. So not too far off. Scoring chances, 25 for Buffalo, 20 
for San Jose. To me, what this game looked like was a game that got moved up in terms of the time, 12 o'clock, and the Sharks maybe were running on a little bit of adrenaline. Here is another story you need to know. The Buffalo Bills and Pittsburgh Steelers finally met up on Monday after weather postponed the game on Sunday, and it was worth waiting for at least for three and a half quarters. The Buffalo Bills ultimately pulled away from the Pittsburgh Steelers 31-17, to going over, miraculously going over somehow. Joe Marino from Locked on Bills joins me now. And, and Joe, this was a game where Buffalo was heavily favored. They were 10.5, 10-point favorites, depending on when you were able to look at it, when you're able to, to get those points. Uh, but this was a game that that Buffalo was able to do offensively most of what it wanted. Josh Allen, four touchdowns on the day. What did you what did you like in this game from Buffalo? Well, I, I think there's a, a number of things to like. I, it was good to see Josh Allen land some haymakers in this game after you're watching guys like CJ Stroud and Jordan Love out there yeah. hitting haymakers. You're like, well, Josh Allen's a good quarterback and he do some of that too. And then he did the big strike over the middle of the field to Dalton Kincaid, the 52-yard touchdown run. Those were massive plays in this game. Uh, and so it was nice to see him be your catalyst, right? Four touchdowns and felt like the Bills were pretty balanced on offense. They were efficient throwing the football. They're efficient running the ball. 34 carries over five yards of pop against Pittsburgh, uh, you know, 179 yards rushing. And so I think they had some situational moments that took away from their ability to sustain some drives, whether it might have been a drop or just not being able to shake out of a tackle. But for the most part, I think you saw good offensive efficiency for the Buffalo Bills against a Pittsburgh defense that is very good at limiting points. And so that gives you some confidence moving into the divisional round. I think the big concern, though, is defense and just a ton of injuries that piled up before that game and then during that game. I, I think, too, you mentioned the haymakers from Josh Allen, but but he has been someone who is either going to win you the game single-handedly, or he is going to go down trying. And that means turnovers at times over the course of the season. The The Steelers tried to limit some of the big play opportunities, and Josh Allen stayed patient for the most yeah. part. No interceptions on the day, did not throw the kind of YOLO balls that that he has been known to throw. And, and, and by the way, I love, I love that he does that. I love that he tries it. The arm arrogance, I, I'm not sure anyone in the league has arm arrogance like that guy, and I mean that as, as a compliment as someone who watched Brett Favre do it for almost 20 years and then watched Aaron Rodgers do it for, you know, 15 more or whatever it was. Uh, but it seemed like that kind of game was what we needed to see from Josh Allen in the playoffs because that tends to be how defenses are going to play you in the postseason. Yeah, I think early on in the game, Josh did a very good job of taking the underneath stuff. And when he does that and he doesn't get bored with it, that's when he really does find those chances down the field. And I thought this was a good job of him being efficient, yeah. 21 of 30, had some big plays down the field, but for the most part was willing to not get bored with the with the underneath stuff, which I think is an important component if Josh Allen's going to make the big plays that you expect from him, but also not make the mistakes, which obviously no turnovers in this one. We'll have plenty of time over the course of this week to talk about the, the matchup, but we get another uh, in what has been a classic over the last couple of years, regular season and playoffs between the Bills and the Chiefs. Early as we stand here, I understand we just watched the Bills and the Steelers play, but you had a lot of time to think about this matchup, I'm sure. So what is going to be your early key here as we sit here Monday trying to handicap this game for Sunday night? It's been a heck of a, a really a nice rivalry that's budded between the Bills yeah. and Chiefs. The Bills have won the last three in the regular season all at Arrowhead. 
Unfortunately, the Chiefs have won the last two in the postseason, but this is the first time they've met in the postseason in Buffalo. And that's mm. something that that the Bills are, you know, Mahomes finally gets to go on the road in the postseason and you get him at your place, which is a great opportunity for the Buffalo Bills. The big thing is going to be the defensive injuries. The Bills are down so many corners, they're down so many linebackers, and you don't know who you're going to get back. You don't know the extent of a lot of these injuries. It certainly didn't look good for starting middle linebacker Terrell Bernard, who's had a sensational season. You feel like he's done for the year. You had Taron Johnson, your all-pro all pro slot corner. He goes down with a head injury, and we know it's hard for guys to get back from a concussion Sunday to Sunday, let alone Monday to Sunday. So that's going to be a concern. Who's available at corner? Do you get Rasul Douglas back? Do you get a Christian Benford? The Bills' other starting corner gets injured in this game. So many injuries, and, and obviously you'd, you'd not want to be injured, of course, but defensively against Mahomes, you feel like that's a major concern. Fortunately, you're you're healthy on the defensive line, and so my initial thought is you got to have a win up front with that defensive line to help potentially overcome a lot of a lot of reserves in the uh, back seven of your defense. Stay up to date all year on the Buffalo Bills by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Bills on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Cowboys. It's time to smash that reset button. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk for a minute about being prepared. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis and Viagra. Jace Medical has the Jace case. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and many others. This stuff can happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important or easier to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off your order. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dallas is done. After plenty of regular season success, the playoff futility has got to go. Locked On Cowboys host Landon McCool tells co-host Marcus Mosier that he is ready for the Cowboys to start over. So it's hard to know what where to go forward. If you're asking me my opinion on where the Cowboys should go forward, I I have kind of reached my wit's end on this. Like I I if given my druthers, I'm fully on board with fully blowing this whole thing up completely, tip to tail. Um, I understand that that's not going to happen. Like that's the the you know there's contracts and all kinds of different stuff that could happen, but um. Anything up to that, I I will support, you know. So, uh, but I, I think you know we start with with the coaching staff. Yeah, I think you have to start with the coaching staff because ultimately responsible for kind of preparing the team 
Um, this team was not prepared. This team was not ready to play football on either side of the ball or special teams. It would feel weird for Jerry Jones, who was so loyal for so long to Jason Garrett, a coach who the media and fans had fired four or five times over by the time Jerry Jones actually got around to making a change at the head coaching spot. To keep Jason Garrett, despite all of the underachieving that went on in the Dallas Cowboys under his watch, but fire Mike McCarthy after three straight 12-win seasons and the best offensive season of Dak Prescott's career in the season that Mike McCarthy took over play calling. Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl title. Mike McCarthy, by the way, has a Super Bowl title more recently than Jerry Jones. More recently by a lot. Try 15 years. Now it's been almost 15 years since that one, which makes it a really long time since Jerry Jones has been able to raise that Lombardi trophy. It would be disappointing in a lot of ways. Just from an NFL standpoint, to move on from Mike McCarthy after the Jason Garrett experience. Because Mike McCarthy is objectively an improvement over Jason Garrett. But that's a sunk cost. What happened with Jason Garrett is the past. And this is a 48-32 to drubbing in a game that wasn't even that close. That was a 30-point game in the fourth quarter. The Packers beat the crap out of the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys wet the bed. It is the kind of thing that organizationally, structurally, there's no coming back from. It it hurts me to see it happen like this for Mike McCarthy, who I think is still an underrated coach over the course of his career. But it's time. The Connecticut men have followed last year's run to the NCAA championship with its first number one ranking in the AP poll in nearly 15 years. The Huskies moved to the top of Monday's latest poll after a tumultuous and upset-filled week across men's college basketball, which included five new teams jumping into the poll. UConn claimed 39 of 63 first-place votes to climb three spots and replace Purdue at the top after the Boilermakers Loss at Nebraska dropped them to number two. The last time the Huskies were number one in the regular season, they made the final four. This year, we'll see. And meanwhile, the UConn women are going, show me something. Come on. One time? Cool. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, which top seed in the NFL playoffs is on upset alert? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.